Okay, we've got Dylan Wright on the phone over in Italy again. Man, he just had, uh, he keeps stepping it up. He just went, uh, ended up taking ninth overall this time at uh, the third round there at, at that track there in Pietra Murata in uh, Italy. But uh, Dylan, hey man, awesome ride today. Thanks again for uh, checking in with us and uh, going over things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no worries. It was, a, it was a good day in the office there. It was pretty good. Felt good on the bike. Uh, felt good on the track. So um, normally, you know, when, when the good vibes are flowing, it's always a good day. Yeah, and before I forget to mention this, I keep tweeting about it and mentioning that Paul Malin so badly wants to talk about you. Has he interviewed you or talked to you at the track yet? Because he just keeps throwing in, uh, and Dylan Wright from Canada having a great ride. Have you spoken with him? No, I haven't spoken with him, but he's, uh, like, he's super busy. Yeah, I know. Um, on the weekend. So, um, and like, I mean, the race days are super busy. And Saturday, I'm kind of, I like to go watch and stuff. So, uh, I haven't talked to him. I've talked to Lisa a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, other than that, um, yeah, no, I haven't talked to him. He's uh, he's a he's a hard guy to track down. Yeah, yeah, he does such a good job. I think and it it was cool because at the end of that one, when you were riding like uh, like Prado and Lupino and everything, he finally got to see you in the camera shot too and and talk about you. So that was pretty cool at the very end of that. But let's not jump ahead. Let's. Uh... Dude, uh, you qualified 14th. I mean, uh, we don't need to talk about the track, really, because it was the third time you were racing there, man. But uh, maybe just tell us how qualifying went, and did you do anything different to the bike or uh, the way you approached it? Uh, yeah, obviously. Um, I actually went testing yesterday um, to try and find a little bit of a better setup. Um, kind of settled on something a little bit different that um, might work. Uh, but, well, obviously worked better for me today. Um, so it started off obviously good, just, uh, you know, I think I came in a couple times during qualifying, just with, you know, a clicker change here and there, but, um, to kind of just adapt to the track, because they actually made a few changes, um, to the track, but I mean the same layout really, just a couple extra, um, uh, bumps or whatever that they added around the track, but, uh, yeah, no, qualifying went pretty good, um, I would have liked to actually qualify a little bit better with my one good lap I made. A little mistake with like two corners to go, which I was a little bit pissed off about. But hmm. um, that's kind of the way she goes sometimes with uh, with qualifying. You know, it, uh, you kind of take what you can get, and I think it was pretty good. I was maybe only like second in a bit off of um, pole, so um, yeah, it was good. It was good to kind of get a better gate pick for sure. Well, okay, so you qualified 14th. You head into the uh, head into the first moto. And how does it end up that you end up between Fevra and uh, and Seawer? How, like, how come that spot wasn't picked? Well, like, the start is, like, kind of weird because some guys like to go to the middle and some guys like the inside, so it kind of gets spread out a little bit. Okay. Um, like, every, not everybody kind of goes beside each other, um, so there just happened to be that spot, and I was like, all right, well, these guys seem to be good starters. I'm going to be able to just follow them through. Um, and that kind of seemed to be... Uh, a decent idea. I actually lined up between them on uh, both motos, so um, I didn't whole shot them, though. I can tell you that for free. Um, <laughs> but no, it was good. It's, uh, I need to work on my studs a little bit off the grate, but um, yeah, no, it was a pretty cool spot. I mean, those guys are, well, I mean, they were the two best guys today, except for guys are in that second motor, but the first motor, those two guys were gone. Right, right. Now, what's that? And also, what is Prado? Or, uh, yeah, what's Prado doing off the starts, man? That guy pulls every hole shot, it seems. 
Yeah, um, I wish I could tell because <laughs> I would be doing it. Um, I don't know. Obviously, his reaction time's good, but he probably gets his shift to third quick. But I mean, some guys were kind of opting for a sand tire today, um, right. just for the start. This track's definitely not a sand tire track, but um, but it was for the top like ten to twelve guys. It was actually probably fifty-fifty on who was running a sand tire and who wasn't. Okay. So um, I think that probably had something to do with it. Probably a fan tire. Um, yeah, I stuck with the trusty old friggin' uh, hard pack tire, you know. <laughs> All right, and then you um, you ended up with the, a better start than we've seen. Like you ended up, uh, you're know, the first time your name popped up when they did the ticker was uh, base. It was a uh, tenth place, so you got yourself up there in the mix quickly. Man, it looked pretty, like he's mentioned before, but that second turn after the sweeper part, that was rough. You could just see guys just flying into each other. Yeah, yeah. The second corner is kind of what makes or breaks that start. Like, he doesn't really, I mean, you can come into the, around the first one in the top five and then just get screwed in the second one. So it's kind of, um, the second one kind of makes or breaks it because it's <laughs> so tight. Um, so everybody's kind of just banging on, like, you know, banging off each other pack and forward it's pretty gnarly until you get to the finish line and then the finish line you're like eight wide it feels like going over it so there's not a lot of room to uh you know for anybody to really make a mistake there that's for sure right I, judging from what everybody was wearing in the crowd man it looked pretty cold was it cold uh yeah no today wasn't uh no it wasn't warm um <laughs> it was overcast it's supposed to rain a bunch tonight and tomorrow so it was kind of you know, the cold front coming in a little bit, so it definitely wasn't warm, but um, the sun was kind of behind the clouds, so it actually was way better for visibility because the other couple rounds we were struggling with um, with the sun a little bit, so um, today was a little bit better for that. Okay, hey, and and we keep talking about uh, old number 303 Ferrado there and stuff, and you ended up behind him and having a battle with him there for quite a while there. What? Uh, how did that one go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's a, he's actually a good dude. Him and I talk uh, quite a bit at the track. He's a he's a funny guy, but uh, yeah, he's uh, definitely hard to pass. I will give him that. Especially <laughs> the, you know, the first few laps there. Um, but just the track in general sets up super one line, so you kind of got to be creative. And I wasn't really willing to put him on the ground at the start of the moto, so it was kind of wait for him to make a mistake a little bit. But. Um, I wish I would have been able to find something, but um, I'm half off to him. He was riding pretty good there at the start of, uh, of that moto. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's always fun battling everybody. I mean, everybody's everybody's fast, so it's, um, it's fun. Well, speaking of that, I mean, you're also like, at, you know, halfway through the moto. You're up there in 10th place still. You're head of Olsen. You're battling with uh, Ben Watson and Pacharel. And then all of a sudden, Pacharel, you're on him. And all of a sudden, he disappeared. Did uh, something happen there? Um... Not that I know of, or I can remember. I don't know. I hit a lot of people today. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think I was pretty I think I was pretty good with him, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think I was good. Because, I mean, it was yeah, tight. I, I think it's safe to say, like, I wasn't making many friends out there today. That, that, yeah, that's pretty fair. Well, to be honest, man, watching those races, I don't think anybody's making friends with anybody except maybe the KTM teammates who let uh, hurlings go by in the second moto, but everybody is just looking over shoulders and slamming each other. Yeah, it's kind of that kind of track. There. I mean, when the track sets up like that, it's um, it's tough to kind of find anything to make it work unless the guy kind of makes a mistake. But even at that, like if you're in the line and he makes a mistake, you ain't going by, so you got to try 
something and I mean most of the time it ended up inside drift wide and smashing really Right, yeah, there's no no real in between. You're uh, you're either the hammer or the nail out there. It seems every <laughs> every single corner kind of thing. But to, so then near the end, you had a little bit of breathing room on Watson and stuff like that. And then uh, you like, came into the last little bit, and that's when, like I mentioned, that's when uh, Paul Malin was talking about it. like all of a sudden there's Prado, there's Lapino, and like you were right there. Like were you just gaining on them? Like were you just watching that and feeling good at the end? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I actually have been really being uh, feeling really good at the end of the motos because like a lot of guys are starting to fade a little bit and they're a little bit easier to pass at the end um so like my fitness has been really good so um yeah I think it was like I was back maybe I don't know eight or ten maybe eight seconds or so and then with uh, with like three or four laps to go I was like alright put a final charge on to see what I can do because uh Lupino and I aren't the best of friends so um <laughs> I was really trying to make something happen um but yeah I caught up to both of them really uh, I was kind of right on the back there and tried to make something work on Lupino but he kind of protected the inside which is probably very smart on his part um, and you know I mean I just kind of ran out of real estate a little bit needed maybe two more laps to get by uh, him and Frado but, um, but it was good yeah I wish uh, I just wish you know it was maybe 35 plus two instead of 30 plus two Right, right. Well, that was, uh, like I say, I mean, that was a fun one to ride. So that was, watch, I mean, that was your best finish, best finish so far, man, up there in the ninth place. So let's, uh, I mean, again, I, I keep asking you this, but I kind of want to get a sense for what, uh, I mean, like you say, your team is a uh, 250 podium threat every time, it seems. But what did, uh, were people pretty pumped with you when you went back to the pits, or how did that go? Yeah, yeah, the team, I think they're pretty stoked with a top 10. I mean, a top 10 in the MXGP class isn't exactly easy. Um, so yeah, I think uh, everybody was pretty happy with that. Um, my mechanic, the chassis guy, like I, I mean, everybody was pretty stoked. That's so cool. Man. That was always that's always good, you know. Especially with the guys that I was kind of gaining on at the end, because I was gaining on wall pretty much all the way up to like fifth. So right. um, my my sprint speed at the end of the moto was good. So uh, I think that's kind of what's keeping me going a little bit. Well, especially when the track's so dang hard to pass on, like it's terrible. Right, right. And now I'm I seeing on social media there, Derek Schuster there commenting that I guess you guys talked beforehand, and I guess top 10 is kind of what you, where you're kind of thinking if things went well, you could put yourself. And he's saying now maybe the, uh, we need to uh, adjust the uh, the goals. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think, <laughs> yeah, coming in, I, um, our goal was uh, to get a top 10 uh, finish, and yeah, I get, we got it today. So now we got to adjust, and I feel like my speed today was, um, a little bit better than where I finished. Just I had to come from behind because my starts uh, went. I mean, if I start fifth, it'd be a lot easier on me. But um, yeah, I mean, readjusting goals. But, um, I, I don't know what the goal is yet, but we're gonna have to find a new one. That's for sure. All right. Cool, man. Well, okay. Well. Let's talk about the second moto. I mean, uh, what happened? Again, they showed that start, and it just looked like another slam fest there in that second turn, and you ended up coming out like 17th was the first time they popped you up, I think, on the screen. Maybe you were behind that even. How did the second moto go? Yeah, the start was a little, well, my start was actually a little bit better, but everybody kind of funneled in, um, like you said, in that second corner, and, I mean, it kind of you rolled the dice a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, I think I, was, I wasn't close to the front. Um but I was able to make a few quick passes there on the first lap, kind of everybody going a little bit everywhere, so you're able to, you know, make a couple things work um, early. But then 
Uh, after about the second lap, everybody kind of settles in, and it's tough because everybody's got pretty good sprint speed. So uh, you kind of got to tuck in behind a little bit. I was stuck behind uh, Van Donick for a little bit, which was pissing me off. But um, what do you do when the track's kind of like that? Especially at the end of the day, it's uh, tough to make anything work. But um, it is what it is. So I feel like if I would have got by him early, I would have been able to. Uh, maybe finish eighth or ninth in that second moto, but um, it is what it is. Right. But, I mean, obviously I'm happy with where I finished. Like I rode, I rode well, so I was I was happy. It's just I was stuck behind um, behind the Van Donick for longer than I wanted. Right. Yeah. And there was, I was seeing. I mean, obviously they weren't uh, showing that battle, unfortunately. But there were like uh, you know there were five or six of you guys in there with like. You know, you had like Lupino, Van Donen, Olsen, Van Horbeek. I mean, you guys were, uh, you know, just smashing away. And then you kind of got through those guys and, you know, kind of made yourself up to 10th place by the end. Like, uh, what happened at the very end there? Who were you on then? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, who's the next guy? Because I got Lupino. Um, who's the next guy? Who's a little ways ahead, but he was starting to drop the anchor a little bit. So, then we get him, and then Patrell was dropping the anchor pretty good uh, with a couple laps to go. Oh, is that Boisarame guy, or however uh, you say his name? What's that? That Boisarame, or whatever his name is, I don't even know his name, for goodness sake, how to say it. Oh, yeah, 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 that was his, uh, yeah, that was the last guy past Boisarame. Uh, he, um, yeah, he's doing good, actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was able to, I was able to kind of push him out of the way with a couple laps to go, just kind of. Uh, went inside and didn't really give him an option. Um, <laughs> it was yeah. I mean, there was a lot of passes like that where I was like, "Hey, I, I'm sorry, not sorry, but I'm going inside, and if we go down, like if he doesn't break, it's gonna not be good." Right. Um, but that was kind of the name of the game. You either had to send it and you know not make friends, or you you weren't gonna move forward. That's just kind of the way the track was. Well, have you um, each week? Have you been watching the not even not the highlights, but have you been watching the actual racing? Because if you watch, guys, were, there was contact at the front. Guys were banging each other the whole, you know, smashing into each other the whole time. So I mean, it's you're not, uh, you know, you're certainly not uh, unique in the contact area. No, and I think like over here it's normal. Like no one really cares. You smash <laughs> each other and like whatever it is. But so I'm saying it's completely different from Canada. Like I feel like in Canada, every time you touch someone. You know, they're complaining about it, and then you come over here, and it's like, it's normal. It's dirt bike riding. We hit each other. Like, it's completely normal. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of nice, you know. Uh, when you make an aggressive move, um, it's a little bit nice over here. And no one uh, no one takes it too personally, you know. Well, that's, I mean, there's the, there's the key takeaway right there. I mean, as we saw in uh, Supercross, too, in Canada, it's like, Listen, guys, you don't take it personally. This is how you got to make passes, and you leave it on the track, and you, you know. And as you're Canadian, maybe under the helmet, you're yelling, "I'm sorry," as you go smashing by them. But uh... <laughs> yeah, I do, no, I definitely don't say I'm sorry. No. <laughs> nope, that's not in my nature. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only part where you're not so Canadian. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, over here, if you don't do it to them, the next guy behind you is going to do it. So, I mean hell you might as well be the one to send it you know <laughs> right now and if you look at the result it seems like after those i want to say maybe after prado because he just keeps getting good starts but then those first four or five guys get get around him eventually i mean from six back i mean if you get a start like you watch where all of a sudden ben watson was up there olsen was up there you know what i mean like you need to get a start and and you'll be that in that group next right i mean leading that next group right so i mean just 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like even today, both motos, like uh, at the end, I only finished maybe four or five seconds behind like Coldenhoff and stuff. So uh, if I could start up there with them and sprint with them at the start and not kind of be, at, you know, try to make passes and, you know, get held up, um, it would definitely be easier on me. But I mean, they've got full factory Euro bikes. Like it's, it's a little bit different than North America over here in right. that sense. Um, so, uh, we're doing what we can, but, uh, you know, we're hanging in there. Just, <laughs> I think Mantova, the start will be a little bit shorter, um, and a little sandier, so it'll be a little bit kind of more my style. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's what I want to ask you about next and stuff. But uh, So obviously you finished ninth overall. You broke into that top ten. I mean, uh, people are talking to uh, Carl Bastido, who is our uh, Canadian motocross historian. He's been there since the beginning, and uh, obviously he, he remembers the days when guys like Peterson and uh, Pedersen and uh, Harnden and stuff like that had done. In fact, your dad actually gave me Mike Harnden's contact, so I'm going to actually talk about him because he spent like three months at the beginning of a couple of years over there in the mid-80s in Europe racing GP. So anyway, there's only, you're in uh, some pretty uh, rarefied air up there with uh, riders who have done well at GPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of cool because not a lot of uh, recent people have really done it. So, uh, I mean, that's obviously uh, sort of cool for me to be, you know, um, in there with um, the likes of those guys. So um, it's definitely, a, you know, a goal for me to come over here and do well obviously you know that's uh, i don't come over here to lose hey i had a question are you in are you into the history of the sport like do you go back and find like stuff like that like i know like you know adam cincerello was kind of famous in the states for knowing uh all those old guys and stuff but are you familiar with uh the old names and the old results and who was what when uh, well like mike Harmon used to like uh, help me out when i was a kid uh riding because he grew up uh he used to live in ottawa and stuff so i know him and like Pedersen and uh uh, like Valencourt and all those guys from back uh, back in the day a little bit but I don't know like where they finished and stuff but obviously right. I know them um, and actually uh, I know them quite personally so that's kind of cool alright right that is cool yeah because like I say it was your dad who gave me uh Mike said uh, okay to give me his uh, phone number and stuff like that, so we'll uh, certainly do an interview with him, talk about uh, what it was like back then, so I'm looking forward to doing that. But uh, um, Okay, so now we've got a full week. We're not doing a Wednesday race, right? we got uh, we got a week to uh, do stuff. What do you, and I, like you say, I think we're heading to a track where you're going to be feel a little more at home again at uh, Mantova this weekend coming up. What, uh, what does this week yeah. look like? Uh, yeah, so um, Monday, Tuesday, going to take them off because my hands are blistered as shit um yeah they're they're raw um so uh, i took monday tuesday off rest the old hands up a little bit and then uh wednesday i'm gonna go uh practice and test um do a little bit of testing on wednesday and um then that'll be it really stay um in Mantua from wednesday till the sunday and then uh, from sunday to wednesday uh, and then um yeah, I guess go home after that, but um, that's kind of this week. Just ride the one day and try and get my bike uh, ready for some sand. Uh, go try and find a sand track somewhere a little bit. And, um, yeah, see what I can do. All right, cool. So uh, it's supposed to be sunny in like 12, 13 degrees, so kind of ideal racing weather next weekend. If it, hopefully the forecast doesn't change. Yeah, yeah, I was scared we were going to get rain today because she wasn't looking too good, but um, yeah, because I mean, here in the mud, uh, she would be tough. These guys are in the <laughs> mud, I think. As far as I know, anyways. 
Yeah, for sure. And we all remember what uh, what happened at the Motocross of Nations, how Saturday went so nicely and then and anything can happen Sunday. Anything did happen, so it was kind of tough. So hopefully we don't have that again. Yeah. Yeah, even that, I think I'm, I'm more prepared than I would have been for the Nations now. I haven't done a few. Um, you know, I can kind of get to know what the guys are going to do a little bit. So um, it does rain, it rains. I'm not, uh, I'm not scared to go uh, throw down in the mud, you know. All right. Now, what about uh, starts? Any practice some more starts, or what? Uh, what about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. That too. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fry my clutch actually doing starts. That's my <laughs> plan on Wednesday. <laughs> at Mantova, I'm gonna get a good start. So I'm gonna do them until I get it right. <laughs> What's the key at Mantova? Because it's a, uh, a 90 degree left hand turn, shortest line, or is it uh, as inside as you can get? Uh, what's the What's the goal there? Uh, yeah, I think probably maybe fifth or sixth gate from the inside, or four to four to eight, are pretty good. Um, I mean, really, whoever's gonna hold it on, uh, whoever's got the most balls, I think, within the first ten to fifteen gates gets it really. Because, I mean, you kind of got to be a little bit further outside to be on the inside for that second corner. Because, again, it's tight. Right. So, um, she's going to, yeah, I think you can pretty much get a start there probably from, yeah, the inside all the way to maybe the 15th or 16th gate. So, um, yeah, should be good. And do you push as hard and fast as you can right to that outside wall and bank off it? Or do you try to slow down and cut inside in that first turn? Um... I feel like it depends where you are. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if there's a guy in front of you heading for the bank, you don't want to be on the bank. But <laughs> um, I mean, ideally, you don't want to hit the bank. Generally speaking, it slows you down, so you kind of try and make, make a smooth corner. But uh, if the bank's available, it's an option to kind of hold it on <laughs> an extra few feet. Um, yeah. I mean, it really depends on your uh, where you're at coming in and what the other guys around you are doing. Okay. All right, man. Well, uh, well, thank you very much again for the old uh, wrap-up of how it went today and everything. That was, uh, again, fun to watch. It's crazy early out here in B.C., so uh, when I'm, when the races are on. So <laughs> that yeah, part... Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. So I'm looking forward to actually being there next weekend. So uh, I think we'll be there on Thursday evening, and, um, man, we'll be there for the action to catch it on uh, the next last two rounds. Yeah, yeah, awesome. It'd be, it'd be uh, good to have some of your faces around, and um obviously uh you know today was a good day for me i'm pretty happy with how it went and hopefully carry you know that uh that momentum into next weekend and see uh see what i can do on a different track because um not gonna lie i was tired of i was a little bit tired of riding laps around this track here so uh you know switch it up <laughs> all right well again congrats on a great ride there and everything and uh as always we'll finish it uh who would you like to thank dylan yeah, um, obviously, Han uh, Canada, GDR, Fox Racing, and this weekend, uh, Priority McCann kind of stepped up to uh, be the uh, sponsor for me for the weekend, so a uh, big thank you to those guys, and obviously all the fans from back home for all the love and support, and um, everybody kind of following along this adventure that I'm on over here, um, thanks to, you know, everybody for, um, you know, the support and everything, and uh yeah keep uh keep watching i think we got some uh more good racing to come here uh next weekend so uh yeah everybody uh help me out obviously the honda 114 guys and the hrc guys um you know for helping me out while i'm over here and um always being very helpful uh, for me so um thanks to everybody over here and 
All right. Well, I, like like I said, man. Thank you very much for taking the time. I know obviously you're pretty uh, pretty busy with people probably pestering you for for your time. So we thank you. Uh, thanks for chatting with us. And next week we'll do it in person, man. So have a very good week, and we'll see you next weekend. Awesome. Yeah. You too. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the talk, Billy. Well, uh, I guess we'll see you on Thursday. All right. Thanks, Elm. See you. Bye bye. All right. Sounds good. Have a good.